Now on digital and DVD, Josh Lucas stars in the heart-pounding action thriller, The Black Demon. An idyllic family vacation turns into a fight for survival when they encounter a ferocious megalodon shark that will stop at nothing to protect its territory. Watch The Black Demon today for the ultimate battle between humans and nature. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z. Joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How's it going? Also joined by Intern Corey. I'm back, and I have a new microphone. Waffles. It sounds good. No. I like it. Pancakes, Brett. Pancakes. We've been over this. <laughs> All right, Cabin Fever from 2002. Also, congratulations to both of you. Welcome to the other side of 200. Yay! Feels good. It does. So what was your first time seeing this movie? Did you guys see this earlier on release? When was it? It probably would have been... I don't... It wasn't a... I didn't see it in theaters. But it probably would have been right around the time it came out on, on home video. I remember seeing it in high school. And this is like... Of course, this is more like when my body horror stuff started, of course, because it was like elementary school when I like saw the fly and it like traumatized me. Um, So I saw this in high school like once or twice and was like, ew, body melt movie. No. And um, I didn't see it for quite a number of years. And then I think the next time I watched it was the last time I watched it was like five or six years ago. And I was like, this movie's a lot weirder than I remember Then watching it this time. I'm like, is this a comedy? Is this a parody? Were they taking this seriously? I think it's partly a comedy. Like Eli Roth, all of his movies, no matter how serious they are, like spoilers for green Inferno, but like, it's a cannibal movie, but they also have a random diarrhea scene in the middle. Like hostile has some weird stuff. Like despite it being a giant torture movie, I think that's just Eli Roth. I, I definitely think that's his style. And like green, you mentioned green Inferno. That's definitely a future intern Corey pick is like, I love Italian cannibal movies. So many parts of this reminded me of just like a Tim and Eric sketch. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. you're all good. Go back inside. Have yourself a nice big 40. Just keep partying. It's all right. It's the party, man. Look at her, man. Dude, Winston's the best. He's my favorite. I, well, I can't get into Winston too much yet. But no. We no, no, we definitely. Yeah. But I, I, I do enjoy. It's probably it's been a few years since I've seen this movie. I didn't realize. I had kind of forgotten how 2002 this movie yeah. was. Oh, they fit a lot of no nos into the first ten minutes, and then for some reason don't touch them for like an hour and a half, basically, and then they fit hey. one back in. Why are you shooting squirrels? Because they're gay. Ah, 2002. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the year I graduated high school. I have Fuck, you're Howard... old. I am. <laughs> I have I a am. Howard Stern connection here. Okay. Oh, I know it. Go ahead. 
Yes. Eli Roth wrote this movie with his roommate Randy in 1995 when he was a production assistant on Howard Stern's private parts. Baba Booey! Yeah, Baba Booey! Howard Stern's penis! Baba Booey! <laughs> also, not joking when I say we covered that movie. Yes, yes, we did. Yes, we did. Well, you guys did. I wasn't there. Love that movie. Oh, and uh, pull, pulling back the curtain just real quick. Real quick. On the day of recording, you guys released an episode on The Curse of Frankenstein. And fuck you, Brett. It's a good <laughs> movie. <laughs> the acting is so good. I, I'll take no class. If class means we have to watch this. <laughs> and and you want to talk about you being classy, bro. You agreed with me on Dude Bro Massacre Party 3. <laughs> this movie reminds me a lot of that. Yeah, yeah you know, I was actually getting that too. There, there, there is... Well, I mean, Dude Bro, Dude Bro was, a, it was a movie out of time. Yeah. But Greg, yeah, this, there's definitely a lot of that, that type of stuff in this movie. Greg, do you know what we haven't gotten in a while? I think I know. An Edward trifecta! Because Eli Roth directed, produced, and wrote this movie. For better or worse. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, it's, it's for better. Like, I, I, I like this movie a lot. That's why I asked to be on this one. It's, I, it's fun. There's parts of it, like you guys were like, oh, this is very 2002. Um, but there's also this weird humor throughout it that I enjoy, and I don't know if it was on purpose or not. Is this a Tommy Wiseau thing of like, oh yeah, The Room is Dark Comedy. Maybe, but all right, let's get into this thing. So it starts with this man in the woods carrying a dead rabbit and he comes across his dog. His dog's dead. He doesn't know, though, how little attention do you pay to your dog that when your dog is on its side, stiff as a board, not breathing, and you can see the blood already like on its chest and everything. What's wrong, puppy? How do you not know this? Him's just seeping. He's, like, shaking the rabbit in front of him. He's like, come on, man. Come on, buddy. He's like, you okay? And the dog's just, like, like full-on dead face. Just, its eyes are open. Like, there's a maggot on it, basically. And then, like, yeah, yeah. he, like, lifts the paw up. And he gets squirted in the face with blood. There's so much blood squirt in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts right to our annoying five main characters... Uh, they're about to embark on their road trip telling some kid not to go to college and they're heading off for the cabin. Woo! Don't go to college! It's a rip-off! Just drink! Woo! <laughs> I mean, not going to college is sound advice. I mean, fair. They stop at this roadside store and Paul, played by Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World, sits next to Dennis, this little boy who's just hanging out at this roadside store on the porch swing. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? Give me Put five. Put pal. Come on. And then I love, he bites him. And then I love the dad comes out. He's like, everyone knows not to sit next to Dennis. Well, maybe you should put up a sign. I love that they do. When we get yeah. there, there's a sign that says, don't sit next to Dennis. I just love Dennis's haircut. Like, that's, that's some baller hair. It is. They need to just, like, put something beside him that's just, like, a caution cone. And, like, no. <laughs> like a he's wet floor sign, like, but, a, but, a no, but a no dentist sign. He's on the front porch like Hannibal Lecter, just, like, with the mask. Just, like, <laughs> pancakes, Clarice. 
<laughs> strapped to a dolly. Yeah. They go in, and the shop owner is this weird, overly friendly country bumpkin man. He's talking to him, like, being very friendly with him. And someone asks what the rifle's for. And he says, that's for... No. no. They're on video. I see Brett shoot me that look. I'm not saying, but you guys know exactly what it is. If you've seen this movie, how in 2002 did Eli Roth not go... Hey, wait a second. Maybe I shouldn't drop the N-word right here to pay it off as a joke that doesn't even really land at the end of the movie. That's brought up on the Wikipedia page of one of the reasons it took so long for this to get picked up. Um, I do, though, like the character's reaction where they're all like, oh, um, okay, we're going to uh, run out of here really quick. They're like, okay, you have a good day now, you young fellers. She's like, yeah, okay, bye. Like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Uh, at, least the char- the- at least the characters had the appropriate reaction to that. Yes. As terrible as they are in every other way. Yeah, there's not a redeeming one amongst them. Well, well the- Bert Prove is it. like Bert is like leaving the shop and the uh Dennis's dad comes out and is like, What you got in your pocket, boy? It's like, oh, I just like the uh caramel. He's like, that's all right then. And I love they're all like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You're stealing a candy bar? But I would be like, well, after that, yeah, steal the candy well, he bar. Even, he even says, he's like, yeah, fuck that racist bastard. Yeah. And like, let's be honest, Bert is played by um, Dollar Tree J. Like, yeah. Like he's, James DeBello is the actor you hire when Jason Muse is in rehab. You know That's what I fair. love about Letterbox is you look up like, oh, I'm going to tap this person's name. And then a movie comes up. You're like, oh, it's from the guy from that. He was in Detroit Rock City. Yes, he was. Oh, I'm, I like that movie. So do I. I was like, That's where I recognize him from. They make it to the cabin. And because it's 2002, Jeff and Marcy instantly start getting it on on the bed. And they're dry humping, taking shirts off. Ryder Strong, Paul walks in, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, and like, does the like, double take like ten times, like, oh, uh, uh, and he leaves, but then Bert's just staring at him through the window, not even trying to hide it. With binoculars, <laughs> for no like, reason. Through binoculars. He you can't see anything. Really close on that. But Bert says he's going to kill the squirrels. Drop the sound clip. And Karen and Paul are going to the lake together. So they're longtime friends who Paul has always had a crush on her type deal. And he very much reminds me of the whiny, like, I'm friend-zoned type guys a little bit too, though. Well, yeah, because yeah, uh, they're talking about, like, you've been trying to get with her since eighth grade. Like, man, try for another girl, maybe. They, uh, they definitely switched him to the Corey Matthews role from the Sean Hunter role from Boy Meets World. I- I understood that reference. I don't know this show. I know, because you had no childhood. (laughs) Dickie Roberts over here. I watched horror movies and shows from, like, the 60s and 70s. I grew up on Sanford and Son. I love Sanford and Son. It's rules. So do I, but I also love shows that were relevant to my generation. I guess (laughs) technically it's our generation, even though, you know, I was born, you know, a decade before you all. That 70s show technically counts because it came out in the 90s into the 2000s when I was growing up, even though it's about the 70s. But they're 
at the lake. They're on one of those floating raft thingies. What are these called? Corey, me and Brett were trying to figure this out on the burning episode. Maybe you know. What are these floating dock things in the middle of lakes called? Bubba Boo. I think they're just called floating dock. Like, I don't know that I they have so. an actual name. Okay, but they're on one of those, and they kiss for the first time, and then she jumps in the water, he's jumping out, like, is this a date now? Oh, he's, like, taking it just so, like, dude, you're ruining it. Like, she just kissed you, the girl you've been after for, like, how long just kissed you, it's like the first little step in, but now you're immediately like, we're dating now, right? You're my girlfriend? Don't talk to any other guys! And... Bert is just still being the worst human. He's out in the woods shooting his gun. He sees what he thinks is a groundhog scurrying along and doesn't stop to make sure that's what it is. Just shoots it, and it's the man from earlier wearing, like, a fur hat. He just nails with the gun. Because we hear, we hear the man go, ah! And Bert's like, oh, fuck, man. Because, of course, the entire time he's chugging a beer, he has a hat that, said F, that says F-U on it. It's literally the guy from Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 that was like, Where do beer go? No, you drank all the beer! As he's surrounded by kegs. Yes. It's, he went from that movie to this one. Yeah. Base, um, and uh, the first rule of firearm safety is, is know your target and what's beyond it. Well, I love when, like, Bert, like, uh, the two are like boning in the cabin. The two other ones go like to the lake. He's like the sixth wheel or what a fifth wheel. Um, yeah, fifth wheel would make sense. Yeah, um, sixth wheel doesn't make sense, Brett. Then, then, then every wheel has a partner. Then everyone fucks. No, he. That's why he has to go shoot squirrels is to take out his anger and his horniness. But he's like, it's just a BB gun. He like shoots it in the air by accident. He's like, oh, whoa. It's like a 30-06 or something. Yeah. <laughs> but after he shoots this dude, he's going to check on him and everything, and he's freaked out by him because he looks sick as hell, and he fires another warning shot at this man. You just shot a guy. The guy didn't, like, come after you or anything. You shot a man. Then the man's like, help! And he just shoots the ground around like, back, I say! After you just shoot him. Well, he's also, but the man is like, has open sores and is openly bleeding and there's something wrong with him. I would also be like, hey, man, like, I'm going to get help. Like, because at first Bert's like, stay back. I'm going to get help. And the man keeps being like, uh, towards him. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, get the fuck away from me. I don't want to get your weird skin thing. Yeah, exactly. It's understandable. But. He goes back and does not tell anyone else about his adventures of shooting random men in the woods. This man was so close to the cabin. He goes, is that your cabin over there? And Bert's like, no, man, it's not. He's like in the ditch, like 30 <laughs> yards away. And Bert's like, I better just choke more beers. Get rid of that brain cell. Yeah. Next, we get campfire, typical telling spooky stories by the fire. And they talk about this bowling alley massacre. Please. Please tell me you guys got as much enjoyment as I did out of bald Eli Roth, like, in this scene. Oh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Why is this, it goes on for so long. It's just Eli Roth coming up with fun ideas. Be like, no, it would be funny is if we bowled with body parts. Because it's just like, set up, it's the bowling alley. It's just like there's pins beside them, like, over here. Um, they're, like, bowling with the foot. 
It's like, yeah, it looks really cool, but <laughs> it work. where does this fit in the story, Eli Roth? <laughs> this was Eli Roth going, you know what would be funny, man? <laughs> it's him on the Howard Stern, like, movie, like, hanging out with fucking stuttering fuckface getting high and being like, oh, and stuttering John's like, yeah, it's a good idea. It's really funny. But then right after that, Eli Roth comes into the scene for real because they're all by the fire and this weird guy who looks like he just fell out of the X Games, Grimm, shows up, also played by Eli Roth. But that hair and that goatee, dude, I felt like I was watching the X Games again in high school. He looks like the old Slim Jim guy with the big hair. <laughs> Wayne Static. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say, this dude is in like a third wave new metal band that, you know, opened for Korn one time yeah on one Um, show speaking of early 2000s this guy has the weed man but he doesn't pull out like a normal size he pulls out like a pound and they're all like yeah come hang out with us we'll be friends with you now he doesn't just have like a couple joints he has like 20 years on him (laughs) oh and don't forget about dr mambo who has also showed up at this point. Hey, man, this is Dr. Mambo over here. No, he's a good puppy, aren't you, Dr. Mambo? Is he really a doctor? Yeah, he's a college professor. Is he friendly? Oh, yeah. He just Dr. Mambo just looks like he wants to eat every single one of them. Spoilers. <laughs> All the dogs in this movie are German Shepherds. For some Central reason. Puppies. I love German Shepherds, but it's like every single dog in this movie is a German Shepherd. I Ooh, like how many dogs are in the movie. There's just this one, right? Well, there's and the, the dead opening one at the beginning, and dead dog at Which... the beginning. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's probably the same dog. Probably. Yeah. Greg, Greg has already blocked out dead dog from the beginning. Exactly. I already covered it. It's done. <laughs> um, next, we get this part because he leaves because it starts raining a little bit. He's going back to put all the stuff away and everything no man i can't stay i got like four grand of stuff sitting out my cabin but if i hoof it i'll be back in 30 minutes yes and at this point bert and jeff make this drink to only drink beer the rest of the time here which okay it's cheap but i appreciate they have a right around for why not everyone's drinking the water yeah and it is like such a funny thing of like well how did it even come up something about um Eli Roth character Grimm was like, oh yeah, we did like this hazing thing where we drank nothing but beer for five days. And Bert's like, I drink beer for more five days. I like beer. Uh, uh, I'm a bro. Yeah, you think I'm bro chuck beer? I chuck beer at my ass. I chuck beer at my ass and mouth. I do too. But they're in the cabin for a while. They're hanging out there. There's a knock on the door. They think it's Grimm coming back. But it's the hunter, and he looks even worse. He's just melting at this point. He looks like the Incredible Melting Man. Yo, that's yeah. a great callback right there. Um, I love that Bert wanders like into the door frame, and there's like, uh oh, and he's like putting his hat down over his face, and like being like, why don't why don't you just leave? You don't have to be in the camera frame. You can go in the back real quick, because it yeah, takes but- it takes Melty Man a minute to be like. Hey, you! You shot, shot me! me. Bert has, has a real FOMO thing going on. 
He doesn't want to miss anything, even if it means he's going to be implicated in attempted homicide. Yeah. Yes. But Bert shuts the door on him, and everyone's like, what the hell? I don't want whatever he has and everything. But then the guy gets in their Jeep, and they try stopping him, but everyone runs out. Bert has the gun, and the other ones have, like, a bat and a tire iron and everything. And they're beating the car, trying to get the guy out. But he just projectile vomits blood all over the car. I know this is supposed to be serious, but this part I'm, like, having a great time watching. Like, this is hilarious. Think about a man just crawls in your car. You think about you trying to get a man who just got into your car out and he starts puking blood all over the inside. They're, like, poking him through, like, the back and stuff. They start, like, shooting the car and hitting it. And they're, like, the one dude's like, Hey, bros, why you hit my car? He's like, he shot it. <laughs> what? I think Marcy has bug spray or something when he finally got out of the car. She sprays him with that. It's not pepper spray. It's some kind of aerosol. Yeah, and then, yeah it's, like, bug spray or something like that. Someone else has, like, a torch, and they touch him with it, but because he was just doused to this, he goes up fast. Oh, it does yeah, the drink. Uh, Sean Hunter grabs a, a stick out of the fire and holds it in front That's of the... It. Because, I mean, again, me being, you know, a little closer to, to the great beyond than you guys, we used to take lighters and aerosol cans and make flamethrowers. You act like oh, you I don't think we know- did that? You don't. Well, you act I, like I didn't I, melt the carpet in my bedroom with axe <laughs> body spray. I don't know what your youthful generation was into. I mean, we were ro- we were rolling a hoop down the down the road with a stick. <laughs> oh no, we were like making homemade flamethrowers, and mom's like, "You're not allowed axe anymore." <laughs> well, the next they go back inside because the guy took off. They don't know where he went. And the next day, Jeff and Bert are leaving to oh, go look for no. hope. Real quick, I love when he gets when the guy gets caught on fire, and it's like the great stuntman thing where it's like his arm catches, and then like, and then all of a sudden he's completely up, and then you just have Flaming Man running into the woods, just like. Yeah, the next day, Jeff and Bert leave to go look for help. Marcy's like, screw you guys, I'm going to look for help on her own. And they look at Paul with a, stay with the girls. <laughs> it's like, what's that supposed to mean? And He's like, you know what that means. You're, you're a wimp. You're not with us bros. We're chugging beers all day. I don't see you chugging beer right now. And Karen's crying about last night. The only one with the logical reaction of, we killed a guy. Everyone else is just like, yeah, that's fine. She has a reaction to it for about five minutes until Paul's like, it's okay, here, here. And she's like, oh, Paul. She does drink some tap water right here, too. Very important. It is so, it is so much of the glass comes into the room. And then, like, she's like, almost takes a drink. Oh, no, then she sets it down and they talk for a little while. And then she finally takes the drink. Also, just, doesn't it look like there's something floating in it? Oh, there's definitely yeah. something floating in there's it. There's like, and how there, is... There's, okay. there's bits of hermit floating in this water. Also, also <laughs> there's a pipe coming from the lake that goes right to the faucet that you're drinking from. Isn't that how water works? No, you do not just drink lake water. There's little squirmies in there, and there could be like... You put a Brita at your faucet, and you're fine. Did you see a Brita? No, no, this is just shouting. 
Go to the lake and jump in the lake and drink out of the lake and wash your dishes in the lake. You might as well, because it's just that water shooting straight to your cabin. Dude, how are you the West Virginian and you're the one who's like, oh, this is gross. I have bottled water. I do not drink tap water. I refuse. <laughs> Ooh, look at Mr. Fucking Fancy Pants. Do you know how often you get the the finest of bottled water? (laughs) My name is Brett from Dimension Z. I'm a fancy man! (laughs) How often we get boil water advisories. Do you want to drink that water? I do! Because I'm like a normal human being! You fancy-ass prick! I went to the Dollar Tree today and bought water for a dollar. Yeah, more fancy standing in Dollar Tree. Oh, look at you can afford to go to the Dollar Tree! Press in with his monocle. Excuse me, sir. Your finest bottle of water. I just finished Curse of Frankenstein and I was parched. Now excuse me while I sip on my liqueur. <laughs> but yeah, they, they definitely... There's something in that water. You can see it there. It's like someone dropped... What are those things you drop in? They're big in the 90s and they fizzed. Pop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief Alka-Seltzer? Yeah, that. Whatever happened to Alka-Seltzer? I don't know. But, what are their names? Jeff and Bert show up at this farm, right as a lady's slaughtering a pig in the most ominous, like, you just walked into Leatherface's house, shot ever. And she's like, it's all rotten! It's all infected! And she turns around and sees them and thinks they work for the farmer, I guess, who sold her the pig, and she's furious. Is she gutting it alive? Because there's a lot of squealing happening. Oh, it's definitely alive. I thought there was just other pigs in there. But she's, like, gutting it, and then she's, like, punching it. She's, like, kicking the thing under it. (laughs) I like to hear them squeal when they die. I I would just be, like, you walk around the corner and see that. Be like, let's keep walking. We'll find someone else. (laughs) There there is no help here. As soon as she realizes they don't work for the farmer, though, she's super nice to him. And she brings him inside, like, oh, here, let's get get you to a phone and everything. And... They, what is, what's this guy's name? That Henry. She keeps saying. Henry. She goes, oh, there's some crazy guy broke in, attacked our car last night. Oh, I hope it wasn't Henry. He knows to leave that cab alone. They see a picture, and it most certainly was Henry. As they, like, pan over, and they see a picture of Henry. And it's like, holy fuck, it's her cousin. Also, why aren't you letting your cousin stay in your giant farmhouse? Why does he live in liter- literally a shanty house in the woods with a tree propped up against it? He's a homeless man in the woods. Look at Mr. Fancy Man again. Oh, I have to live in a house. Maybe, maybe Hermit Henry chose the hermit lifestyle, Brett. You fancy Ooh. ass prick. Ooh, my walls are complete and not made out of sticks. You know, some people like that life. <laughs> they freak out. Oh, no. turn. We don't need the phone anymore. We'll just walk into town to find a mechanic and they take off. Um, Marcy's on a canoe and she makes it to land and she walks to a house. Please tell me you guys know exactly what this shot is from. 
They do the straight up Texas Chainsaw. Oh, oh with the oh, ass. Yeah. Yeah. Just walk it up like the, no, yeah. ass, the house right behind and everything. Like 100% Texas Chainsaw. I got to give the Texas Chainsaw ass better though. Because you're looking at that ass walking up. There's not much of an ass walk. It's a little pancakey. Pancakes? <laughs> but she gets into the house. She's searching and everything. Anyone here? And Bert and Jeff pop out. They've already been there. No one's here. Oh, yeah. She, they, like, went in completely different directions. She took a canoe out of nowhere. And they all end up at the same spot. They're like, oh, yeah, we're looking around. Bert's, like, about to eat some jerky. They're like, don't eat the jerky. This isn't our house. Exactly. Why are you inside of it? They're like, well, we didn't want to look around too much for a phone. You're already inside. Look for the phone. Guys, I'm proud to say we are at the introduction of our hero of the movie. Because at the cabin, Paul's there. And who shows up on a bicycle but Deputy Winston? Man. Hey, man. Um, I heard that there was a lot of commotion going on around here last night. You guys partying? I know where all the good parties are. I'm a big party guy. Hey, party man. Like, I go over to the next town over where I don't know I'm a cop, and I know I'm getting pussy, man. You know you when you got that five pounds of man meat dangling between your legs, right? <laughs> Dude, the first time I saw this movie, I'm like, that's not a cop. This is some <laughs> weird guy who's, like, poisoning the water. Yeah. I did not think he was a cop at all. Yeah, I... I kind of had the same because the Karen, same feelings. Karen's been like asleep this whole time. Basically she comes yeah. out and she's like, Hey, what's going on? And he's like, it's okay. Go back inside. Have yourself a nice big 40. Keep on partying. Okay. And she's like wrapped in a blanket. She's like, uh, uh, okay. And turns around and he's like, mm-hmm. you getting yourself a piece of that. Aren't you? I love Deputy Winston so he's much. The, he's the best. I love him so. He's so great. He says, don't worry about it. You're the party man. I'm going to have a mechanic out here by noon tomorrow. All's good. Yeah. And but I all was not good. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, you got to come party with me later. That's all he's talking about. You cannot get a read on this guy whatsoever. No, it doesn't seem like he's a part of some big cover-up thing. Spoilers. I, I want to throw out... I watched the sequel for the first time, actually, after watching this movie. Have you guys seen it? Yes, yes. I love it. You mean the sequel to Cabin Fever where there is no cabin? They make Winston like the hero of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Two is awesome. Oh, I'm not saying two is bad. I'm just saying... Like, it is. It is bad. But it's fun bad. Yeah. I can't wait to cover it one day. Oh, absolutely. But Paul and Bert are cleaning the truck, and an angry Dr. Mambo shows up, and Marcy scares him away with a warning shot, and Dr. Mambo is just hungry for flesh, and is going to be surrounding them the rest of the movie. Yeah, out of nowhere he goes completely insane. No, I think he was insane earlier. Grim just kept him in check. You think Grim just, like, force-fed him drugs? He seemed like that kind of guy. I'm like, no, he loves LSD. This is why Dr. Mambo was so aggressive. He's detoxing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, I want to real quick say, there's like, like you said, Greg, they're cleaning off the car. They're spraying yeah. it with a hose. 
water's going everywhere. They're all infected right there. Like, it seems like if this stuff touches your skin or anything, you're done. They're just like spraying with the hose all around. Bert's just sitting know. in the cab. I don't know if it has to get in your mouth or not. I, I'm not, I think it might have to be ingested. I don't think so. Not all of us can afford to wash our car with Perrier, Brett. Like I wash my car. Your servants to wash your car with only the finest of Perrier. It has to be the important Perrier, not the stuff you buy at the Walmart where the pores shop. But Paul goes in to take some water to Karen while she's sleeping, and they fall asleep together. And then he wakes up sometime later, and this motherfucker just starts sleep creeping she's asleep and he just slides his hand down there and starts doing whatever he does with his fingers and then brings them up and they're covered in blood and your first thought come on we're all adults we all know what your first thought is but then a real like, man loves this woman every day of the month greg Exactly. I said we're all adults here. But he takes his hand out and there's like viscera and gore on his fingers and everything. He's like, and he pulls the blanket out and her legs are just like disintegrating pretty much. So he's known her since like eighth grade. They just graduated college. Um, So all of a sudden now he's just like, I'm going to shoot my shot and this is my shot. This is what like, I'm going to like, oh, she's going to love waking up to this. Like I'm gonna say he might be a kind of date rapist. I'm just throwing yeah. it out there. You know, in his post Boy Meets World career, Ryder Strong has always kind of played someone who's a little rapey, accepting girl meets world. Fair. He screams and yells, and everyone comes into the room, and Bert's freaking out the most, and they close her into the room, and Bert's basically like, back, I say, back! Like, shoving her into the room. Back, you whore! You whore! Yeah. He calls her a whore, like, 18 times. For no reason. Well, and there's, like, the death march out to the work shed of they all, like, they drag, it's almost like they're dragging a cross up onto the top of the hill. They're dragging the mattress out to the shed. And then they all line up and let Karen walk between them and lay down on the mattress inside. She's like, fuck you guys. It's like, Dead no. man walking. Dead Don't worry. man walking. Don't worry, we're gonna have an armed guard outside your cabin at all times. You will never be alone. Immediately leaves her alone. Gonna keep the dog away. Make sure you don't fucking leave with the big gun. (laughs) Yeah, and then like you said, they're like, we'll be here for you all night long. Leave her alone. Dog comes to try to fucking eat her. They chase it away. They're like, we're gonna be out here all night, Karen. It's like, shut the fuck up, assholes. Well, after the second time, Bert does stay out there with her. Yeah, after the second time. But in the meantime, Paul goes out to look for more help. And he just starts creeping on this naked woman, changing on the bed. And he's he's staring way too long and then turns around and her husband's right there. Well, it very much of he's like, looks through the window and he's like, oh. And then he's like, oh. And then he's just like, yeah, like, oh, look at what's going on. Oh, my God. Like, whew. if this was Belushi, his boner would like push him off the building. 
Oh my! Oh my stars! It's great, yeah, because the husband shows up in like a bathrobe and a shotgun. He's like, "That's my wife. What are you looking at my wife for?" <laughs> I uh, I uh, I uh, It's like this is the only house, though. He goes back to the yeah. cabin. You couldn't check another place. Nope, that's you, it. There's just the one. It end of scene. You can't go farther. But. Back at the cabin, Bert and Jeff get into a fight. It's broken up by Paul. Bert takes a drink of water, and Paul's like, Bert, you just lost the bet. He's like, oh, shit, but now he's drinking water, too. Which, so this whole time, like, your friend is starting to melt. And you're still like, but we gotta do a beer competition. Drink nothing but beer. There's no stipulations for stopping. Yeah, they didn't didn't say they would stop just because their friend was dying, Brett. It's so great that it's like water is like the big bad in this movie. I was like, every time you see someone like wash their hands or take a shower or like take a drink of water, you're like, uh oh. Can we talk about in a post COVID world, though, how different this movie is? Because do you notice like Jeff is covering his face the whole time? He's keeping his distance from everybody. I'm like, Eli Roth called it. He's the man. Jeff has the right idea. You take your two six-packs of Arrogant Bastard, and you run into the woods and chug beers all night. That's how you stay alive. Um, when when Mrs. Intern Corey was asking what movie we were doing, I said, Cabin Fever. And she goes, have I seen that one? I'm like, yeah, it's the flesh. And he's like, oh, is that, the, is that the one where the water is evil and the dog dies? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah. Oh, I hate that one. <laughs> That should be on the back of the box. The water is evil when the dog dies. Cabin yeah. fever. <laughs> Do you like Tim and Eric? Well, we don't know if it's that or if this guy's trying to be serious. I, I guess next, I think it was a little of both. Next day, Bert gets the Jeep running and he starts coughing a lot and he has the sores on the back of his neck. But everyone's getting ready to leave. They're all getting in the Jeep and... They march Karen out, and they're freaking out about who has to sit next to Karen. And you should—they should have known what was up because Bert's like, "She can sit up front with me. All the rest of you in the back. I just want to get her to a hospital." He's just talking about himself. Oh well, yeah, because it's such a great like he coughs up blood, and then like he coughs up blood like onto a beetle for some reason, and then he does like the big like huh like turn to make sure no one saw and he's like okay and he like wipes but did you notice there's like a little like blood spittle right yeah, here like it's right like, here in the, he, he had a bloody soul patch for the, like, the rest of the scene you're immediately caught right there of like why are you spitting up blood he's like oh fuck man the blood's up here i lost uh, I, I was trying to give myself a really cool disturbed lip piercing yeah this is 2002 so we're gonna go see limp biscuit right guys they get in the truck. Oh, Karen gets in the truck, and she just pukes blood all over the inside of it. So now no one's going. But Bert's freaking out, and he just takes off in the Jeep when everyone else is behind. And Jeff's like, fuck all y'all, and takes off into the woods with his beer covering his face from everybody. Love Jeff. Well, Jeff has Jeff the is, plan. Jeff has already pulled over. He can't pull over any further. Yeah. That's what he said oh, in Super Troopers. That's that guy. Okay. Oh, that's him. Yes, it is. Good pick, Corey. Nice. He, he's already pulled over. He can't pull over any further. <laughs> See, I would like to think that that was he was still playing Jeff in Super Troopers. Because when he looks back at the guy and he goes, you just ate like 400 bucks worth of drugs. 
So, you know, whenever you get the money. <laughs> I want to throw out what their idea is of, I guess everyone's going to leave at once. Even the sick bleeding girl that's extremely yeah. contagious. Well, she Why needs not... to leave the quick, the soonest actually, and get to a doctor and everything. They need to bring an ambulance back to get her. Yeah. Don't get everyone infected. Have a f- couple of you go. Everyone else stays with her. Go to the hospital. Bring the ambulance back with the big sirens and then go real fast. Movie I'm over. Gonna be, I'm not counting on the odds that this town even has an ambulance. Due to the fact that their only store is this country store we've seen, they don't even have a Dollar General. Dollar Generals thrive on towns that have nothing else. And they well, don't even have that. The, there, a section of the store is just old bottles. Yeah. Oh, oh, Brett, real quick. A Dollar General is a store <laughs> that pops up in small towns that maybe don't have a Walmart or, you know, a, I don't know where you shop, Neiman Marcus, maybe. Hamaker Schlemmer. I just said in this episode, I went to Dollar Tree today. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's that was just you <laughs> trying worst, to confuse us. The worst version. He goes in there to help the less fortunate by throwing his dollars for their goods. I throw pennies at them. <laughs> As he struts out with his monocle, his top hat, and his cane. <laughs> I, I piss into bottles and give it out because I just drank such great fluid. I'm like, here, this is better than that tap water you're drinking. <laughs> I love fancy pants, Brett, but I also hate him. <laughs> but... It's just Paul and Mary, Marcy inside, and Marcy's talking about, I feel like we're in an airplane and it's going down, where you know everyone's freaking out, but all you want to do is grab the person next to you and fuck the shit out of them, or something like this, and cuts right to them having sex in the bedroom, and he's like grabbing her back, the marks where his hand were are staying, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, well it's also great, because she does that whole delivery, and you see Paul just like, he's kind of paying attention to her and whatnot. Then all of a sudden he's like, oh, she's talking about like fucking me. Because all of a sudden he starts like looking at her being like, are you, were you thinking what we're thinking here right now? And then, yeah, like you said, they go into like, what seems like extremely quick sex. And I think that Marcy's like, God fucking damn it. Like, I just wanted to get like, have sex for maybe the last time ever, which seems like 10 seconds long because Paul saw pin up because Karen never fucked him. I like Paul's like, I lo- you use condoms? I promise you I'm healthy. Yeah, proceeds that was to him pouring, None of you are healthy. To, to, proceeds to him pouring Listerine on his dick, which I just I can't imagine that sensation. Yeah, that's gotta Hang be. On, real quick, I'm, I'll, be, I'll be back real quick. One second. <laughs> nope, don't do it. <laughs> uh, Bert makes it back to the country store from before, and he's Go, go and go, call a doctor, call a doctor. And I, like I said earlier, they have a don't sit next to Dennis sign here. And <laughs> the guy goes in, the guy who yelled at him from stealing before, like, okay, hang tight. And he runs in. He's like, stay and, right there. Yes. Dennis stands up and just says, pancakes. Pancakes. <laughs> pancakes. 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 No pancakes. Pancakes! No pancakes! No, no pancakes! Pancakes! And he jumps up. He does a karate kick. Like Corey's motion. Slow motion karate kick. His hair does this big flip around. And he runs running up to him like in slow motion. Pancakes! 
and bites. This becomes a full-on ninja here. He's doing backflips and karate kicks. and So this town does not have any kind of medical care, but they got a kick-ass karate school. I have a fun fact. This was not in the script. Um, Eli Roth, no, the pancakes part was, but the karate was not. And in between takes, Eli Roth just sees this weird kid in the back doing ninja moves and spinning and kicking around. And he's like, oh, we're using that. And he added that into part of his character. There's so Eli much Roth this, is a genius. So much of this movie just seems like Eli Roth would be like, that would look really cool. Just shove it in the movie. Because at certain parts, I would like kind of like pause this movie to go like, go get a drink or something. And I'll be like, how the fuck is there an hour still left? He fills it. Yeah. But he bites Bert and the dad comes out and starts yelling at him. And he's like, now if Dennis dies, that's pretty much murder. Not exactly, but I see your point. No, but your child bit me as I was saying, get back, get back. I'm going to sue you, like Jeff said at the beginning. <laughs> I'm going to sue you for antique bottles, sir. Yes. He, he didn't sit next to Dennis. He stood in his proximity. Maybe Dennis should have, like, a cage around him. He needs to be Hannibal lector on the porch. <laughs> I was like, going back to Brett's earlier Hannibal Lecter idea. He can only eat smoothies because they dare not take the mask off. Pancakes. He's, he's about to shoot and Bert takes off. And he tells his goons he has at the store, apparently, about, there's about the goon. What about a goon? The our, okay. Why does one of the goon have a box? It's I the kid. Know. He just has a box that at one point he's like hurriedly trying to open and then can't. But I, they're going to the cabin I, to kill all the outsiders. I, I wonder if that's where he keeps his chicken. Yeah, at least they're going to get chicken. We get a car chase back at the cabin. Marcy's in the tub, and her back is disgusting at this point. It's boiling over, and well, Paul just went out for a walk and finds the body of the drifter man, Henry, in the water, and then just falls on it? Okay, uh, the, the ladder broke. Number, there's so much going on. Number one, I love that like the sores on her back are just like handprints. Um, So great. Um, Also, yeah, so... Paul goes walking, he comes up to the water reservoir for the whole town and sees a dead body floating in there. No matter what, it's not good. He has to be like, hmm, I wonder what that is. Or is that the drifter man? Where he's like, stick. It's literally the fucking dumbest shit you can do of exactly go poke stick. (laughs) Oh, it's funny. And so he goes down on the rickety old ladder, pokes it around. Oh my God, it's a dead body. And then he falls. He does a fucking elbow drop on this fucking dead body, basically like through a fucking table. What? And then the ladder's breaking when he's trying to get out. And he falls exactly on the body. The ladder's breaking. He's like, no, he's like, his mouth is open. It's all getting in his mouth. He soaked in it. How is this a good idea whatsoever? Why are you poking at the body? Why do you care? Stand. They made a whole movie in the eighties about going to poke a dead body with a stick. That is actually a you really want to great see a dead movie. body. <laughs> exactly. The locals are hunting Bert in the woods at this point, and 
Like, there's after him, and he's running and hiding. And then we get the grossest scene in this movie, full of puking blood and dead bodies and pus wounds and everything, is the leg shaving scene. Why are you shaving your leg when you already know you're infected? She knows, and she's shaving over it. And she does, like, three different shaving strokes over this giant wound, and is finally like, <laughs> like... This is, once again, Eli Roth would be like, you know what would be really fucked up to see is, like, your skin's coming off and you shave it with a razor blade. But it makes no sense, and no one would ever do this. Well, I mean, she's obviously a very vain person that's just one of those... It's almost like a muscle memory response at this point. Well, she's going down the list. She's like, well, I want to fuck one last time. I want to shave my legs one last time. Um, I'm finally going to try to learn trombone real quick. Get that ska band off. The, get that ska band I've always wanted to start started. Because the world needs more ska bands. Marcy hears the gunshots and goes outside and is just mauled by the dog. Finally, it gets her. And Paul, who also heard the gunshots, comes back to find bits of Marcy all over the yard. Oh yeah, there's like a foot laying there, and then he look like kind of wanders up to the uh, outside uh, shed thing that Karen's inside. The door's open. The dog is just like eating her guts. Yeah, and Karen's still alive. This dog, I'm okay with what he does here. This is literally a man eater. It chases yeah. after him and he shoots it. There's. There's no getting around shooting the dog at this point. No, this one, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. Well, they've tried to scare it away like six different times kind of thing. Like, it keeps coming. This is Cujo, you know. He checks on Karen, and her face is just gone. She's straight up abominable Dr. Fibes in it up in here. 100% love that. See, I thought more, I I thought more they live. I could see that, too. Mix of the two. Mix of the two. But yeah, she's just all teeth. She's just like, ah, ah, which I guess bash her in the head with a shovel or let her be there. Do you have to kill the woman? I think it was a mercy killing at this point. But you couldn't do anything better. Your best, your best like thing that you have is beat her in the head with a shovel. Don't go into the kitchen and maybe get a knife and fucking like plunge it into her head where it's quick. Or use that gun you've been firing off. That's no. it. He just used the gun a second ago. I better use the shovel. Where he hits her with the shovel and gets a face full of blood, of course. If he wasn't already infected by the body he fell on top of, now he's done. But how does he last, like, the longest in this movie, it seems, while being infected? He has, like, the he's, most he exposure. Was... He was the biggest star they had in the movie at the time. Exactly. That's what it is. He fucked one. He bathed with one. He got bukkakied with blood over his face with one. To take his, like, immunity, this guy's got fucking a great antibodies or whatever it is. And it takes that hero, Deputy Winston, to solve the problem. You just need to have a 40. That'll take care of the skin-eating disease. Just a nice big 40. There's no such thing as a big 40. All 40s are the same because it's a 40. 40 ounce. Like you know what a 40 is, you champagne-drinking bastard. Oh, I remember scraping pennies together with my friends to get 40s. Yeah, but your 40s were like 
forties of Dom Perignon. Oh yeah, they make forties of that. Yes, and the and the paper bag. <laughs> yeah, shop at, I don't shop at the same stores as you do, Brett. I buy Mad Dog. Still, I, I love to think like I go to the big fancy stores, but like compared to them, I'm still like the poor one. So like I get the forties of the champagne. They're like, huh, look at him. So Bert's made it back to the cabin at this point, and right then all the locals also show back up to the cabin. They kill Bert. Paul kills one with by shoving a screwdriver into his head, so he falls well, over. That's How does the this goon happen? with the box. That's the goon with the box. Well, they open the door. Bert's sitting inside the door with a gun. He's like, that's gotcha. It. But then they blow him away with the shotgun before he can fire off a shot. Paul hits one of them in the face. He goes stumbling back. Uh, the one, this is when the one goon is trying to open the box and he gets the screwdriver through his head. Boxes are hard sometimes. Well, I want to know what's inside this box because here for about like the, like 10 minutes before this, when we're introduced to box goon, he's just carrying around the box. Like it's a uh, pinhead carrying around the lament configuration of just like, it's super special. And somehow Dennis's dad got shot when the when he smacked, fell back, his gun went off and shot Dennis's dad. Yeah, when uh, yeah. long when long hair goon falls back, it shoots Dennis's dad in the gut. Yeah. And then, fuck, where am I? Paul stumbles out. He's searching for Jeff, but he finds dead Grim instead, and he takes the local guy's car and he's just driving. Randomly hits a deer. It's stuck in the windshield. He uses a shotgun to kill it, kind of out of nowhere. But this is this dude's just having the worst day of his life. This is once again. It's like Eli Roth being like, "Fuck, I got to make this movie a little bit longer." Animatronic deer. I got to reach the shotgun. Uh oh. And I love he blows it away, and it goes like it falls out of the windshield, and it's just like boom. It's just like prop deer. There's blood all over him, and he stumbles upon a party, and it's a party, and he's the party man, and Winston's there. Because Winston's hanging out with all the high schoolers. He is keeping the town safe. Yeah, Sheriff, I haven't found that underage drinking party yet. I'll keep looking. He's, like, drinking. So this police officer is getting shit-faced with, like, high schoolers. Yep. Where and he because Paul wanders uh, up covered in yes Paul wanders up covered in blood and Winston's like the party man hey man come over here and grab a forty it's like can I have a ride please I'm very sick everyone's dead oh sure man after I'm done with this forty <laughs> and we find out he forgot the forty so much. But right then, the cops come over the radio, and they talk about these outsiders who are at the cabin. They have some kind of flesh-eating disease or something. If you see them, shoot them on sight. Deadly force authorized. Just kill them right there. He goes, repeat that, Sheriff? Shoot them on sight. And right then, all the party people start fleeing and everything. And a harmonica somehow ends up down one dude's throat. Um, the, guitar pl- the guitar player man swings the guitar, trying to hit Paul in the head. But Paul ducks and hits Harmonica Man, and Harmonica goes down his throat. And um, I had to pause the movie at this point due to laughter. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, this is just Eli Roth sitting on the set of How- uh, Howard Stern's Private Parts when he was supposed to be working, being like, you know, it'd be really funny. <laughs> we should shove a harmonica down someone's throat. Yeah, but um, how, uh, Eli, how does that make sense for the story, or how does that fit in with like what you're trying to portray? No, it'd be cool. It fits because fuck you, man. And then he knocks out Winston, who's party's over, Winston, and cracks him in the back of the head. He makes it to the road and is almost hit by a truck, and the trucker kindly just drops him off at the hospital. Guarantee that trucker is infected now. I love, yeah, yeah, he's very much infected. I also love, you see, like, wheelchair guy with no legs wheeling towards, like, the exit. And then as soon as Paul, bloody Paul gets dropped off, he, like, spins around and goes wheeling away real quick. <laughs> like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I love he's at the hospital. He's having flashback of all the good memories of him and Karen. And then his memories have a jump scare of scary face Karen at the end. Well, and then Don't you like, when your memories give you jump scares, he's like getting wheeled into the hospital and he tries to do the shining scene, basically, of like, oh, weird fucked up thing. But it's like a Bugs Bunny mascot costume that's holding pancakes. Don't you remember seeing every time you go to the hospital, Bugs Bunny man with pancakes? It's like, I see what you're doing, Eli Roth. I also like the shining. I did think it was weird, especially because they don't play with that in any other parts of the movie. No, it's just right here. No, it's just the only time it's it's seen. But he wakes up, and he's being questioned by the police and everything. He cooperates, and then Winston's driving him away and ends up killing him, too, unseen. Jeff is stumbling around, and he gets back to the cabin. He walks in and just sees the carnage. There's blood everywhere. It looks like uh, the scene from that 2017 It with the blood all over the bathroom yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's like that, but the whole cabin. And he, but he's I like, love, oh, no, like, Jeff, like, he's been, like, burrowed into, like, this, like, weird, like, cabin thing um, in the middle of the woods that's completely overgrown and everything. And he just, like, stumbles out of it. You hear, like, bottles clanking around because he drank the whole 12-pack of Arrogant Bastard Ale, which is, like, a nice percentage alcohol beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's very fancy. It actually is. It's not, like, a nice manly old German or anything. But, um... It's, it's nice that he puts his fancy beers in regular people beer cans to make us feel I, better, Greg. He's he looking out for us. But why do you go back to the death cabin? This is nothing's going to be like come good from this. He wants to see if there was more beer. Yeah, he's like, I'm out, guys. <laughs> he's just like, I made it. I made it. I fucking made it. He's all excited. He's basically throwing his arms up to nobody, walks out to the door frame. I made it. And pop out. He's just shot like 20 times by the cops there. They know the living dead the fuck out of that dude. I think Eli Roth likes neither the living dead as well. And they even do Maybe. another one for the fire. Throw them on, yeah. they're burning all of them. Yeah, it's weird when Russ Striner walks out out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> then you see dead dead um, Paul by the water and everything. As the kids right downstream from him fill up their cooler to make some lemonade. 
one of the reasons, like, I have bought lemonade from children because, like, you'll see them, like, in the neighborhood, like, lemonade for a dollar. And I'll be like, okay, I'll fucking give you a dollar for some lemonade. I've never but drank the lemonade. He takes the, the cup and throws it at them and yells at them for being poor. I take the cup with me, and then, like, a little bit down the road, I just dump it out the window and, like, throw the cup in my car. Because I'm like, I am not drinking the lemonade that these kids made. Who knows what the fuck they did to it. Oh, so you're a polluter now, too, fancy pants, Brett. I threw the cup in my car. Yeah, but you dumped the lemonade with the sugar and everything out into the ground. That's for the ants. You polluter, you fancy pants, polluting devil. The fuck you're you're a straight up Captain Planet villain. The fucking kids go down to the creek to fill up their igloo water jug to make lemonade for the whole town that just comes by this general store. Yes. Well, they were having a band play that day. Oh, they yeah. Were. And then, by the way, you see, like, the spring water truck pooling out and everything, so this is going to spread all over the place. Yeah. And then, I, I have to cover it, three black people show up and go into the store, and you see the racist man look at him and go, shuffling into the store to get the rifle. And, and like, he grabs oh, no. the gun. <laughs> And they walk in, and he goes, he greets them with that word, and he goes, got it all polished up for you and everything, and that's... And then and everybody's like, friends. Then they do, yes. like, a like a handshake kind of thing, where they, like, bump fists, and they shake hands. Well, I'm not as good at it as you guys are. Was the... Did the joke... I don't know. Eli Roth, was that <laughs> yeah. joke worth it? Was it, it was so not- worth it? To get this stupid, horrible joke in there that pays off at the very end and not in a well, not in a good way <laughs> at all. Does it pay off, Brett? Does it? No. Like, it's terrible. Even though, like, okay, at least the old man's not a horrible racist, I guess. But still, why did you have to put all this in there? I don't know. Because 2002. Well, it's mentioned in the fucking Wikipedia thing of a reason it wasn't picked up. He was so like, no, I stick by that joke. Like, really? And that is Cabin Fever. Yeah. Big I think it's a fun time. I always enjoy watching this movie, though. It's a good time. And really good body horror. Bizarre, like... Just out of nowhere, like Brett, you said the Looney Tune thing, pancakes, everything. It's it's a good time to watch. Ninja Child. I was remembering the body horror, and I forgot the Tim and Eric pancakes of it. Of all the like, t- like not terrible, but weird things in it. Of like, this is an Adult Swim movie. Yeah. Yeah. And during the time when Adult Swim was like climbing to its heights, like this was around the time they showed The Room on April Fools and stuff like legendary things like that. This would have been like the the early of like Space Ghost Coast to Coast, yeah, Aqua Teen. Like uh, this would this would have I think would have even still been a little before Aqua Teen. Weren't they two thousand like one? I don't know. Somewhere somewhere in there, I remember watching it a lot in college, but. This movie is completely insane. I wasn't com- ready at all for what I got. And I was ready for creepy body horror. And I got fun comedy with like really weird things in it. And just cool scenes and visuals and stuff. Body comedy. 
We just invented yeah. a new genre. Yes. <laughs> you could be grossed out and laugh at the same time. That's awesome. All right, you guys, you guys ready for Count of the Dead? Yes, let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, throwing the Count of the Dead's where tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you guys think we got with Cabin Fever? Do we count the bowling alley? No, that's just a story. Like a ghost story. I don't count it as canon. Ten? I'll say nine. I'd say eleven. Damn it! Fuck! (laughs) I went the wrong way! I Bob Barkered your ass! (laughs) That's great. Scout of the Dead! Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. Alright, so basically I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. Okay, I got one. And I'm not going to do, everyone's going to be like, ooh, two pancakes. I don't like pancakes. What the fuck is wrong with you, you fancy piece of shit? I'm actually kind of with him. I'm a waffle guy. I'm not big on pancakes. I just yeah. like all breakfast food. I'm more like waffles than pancakes and even waffles. I'm like, it's too sweet first thing in the morning. Okay, that's weird. That's when you get your most You're, sweet. You get everything. Sweet, savories, all of it. But okay, I digress. I'm going to do breakfast foods because the big scene in this that we've all been excited about and I've been shouting at Greg for like the last week and a half is pancakes, which is a breakfast food. So a number one version of breakfast food, the worst version of breakfast food is like literally you only get pancakes served to you. You don't get eggs or hash browns or anything. It's just like, pancakes with syrup and you're like oh great i'm going to be hungry again in an hour the best version of breakfast is sausage gravy sausage gravy sausage gravy and biscuits with like some like sunny side up eggs so you like mush it all together and stuff it's so good me and liz just I, I, i can't even argue with that me and liz just went to a diner and I ordered that exact meal. One of the greatest meals I've ever had. I, I love sausage gravy and biscuits. So yeah, I'm all about that. Cabin Fever is such a fuck of a movie. Like it makes no sense. It's all over the place. I don't think it's doing what it's supposed to be doing, but it's fun. I'm going to give it a six out of 10. Okay. It, it, you can definitely feel its age sometimes of like, this is 2002. Other things are just completely hilarious, which I don't know if it was intended to be or not, but I found enjoyment out of it. Um, but some, uh, it's, there's a lot of it. Like I said, at one point I looked at the runtime and I went, holy shit, how are they going to fit another hour into this? The disease is already introduced and it seems like we're a bit into it. How are they going to get another hour out of this? Random scenes, fun, random scenes that make no sense. Um, I went real close to you. I did, um, I did six and a half. Uh-huh. Hello, Liz. Um, I did, I did six and a half. All the reason, like, it's definitely a dated movie, Yeah, you know, with, with some of the, the humor and stuff in it, but it's still, it's still a good time. You know what? I'm going to bump, I'll, I'll go seven. I'll go seven breakfast foods out of 10. So like, so it's like, like a nice breakfast sandwich. From like like a good fast food breakfast sandwich. Okay. I'm right actually. I was with you and then you left me. So I say six and a half breakfast foods. 
pretty much what you said. There's scenes that could definitely get the axe. Some of those searching for help scenes, you could have cut. Like, yeah. yeah. They weren't fun or necessary or anything. They just kind of felt fillery. All the other stuff that could be fillery was enough fun and bizarre enough that I loved it. And the body horror of it all, like, just, like, the meltiness and the leg shave and stuff, I really enjoyed. So, yeah, it gets it to a six and a half breakfast foods for me. I remember there being a lot more body horror in this than there actually is. I think just no, the it's little bit, one. I think the little bits we got just creeped me out so much that first time I watched it and I just turned it off kind of thing that that's what got stuck in my mind. Not the, you want a 40? Parts that should have been stuck in my mind. Yeah. But it's, it's a fun movie. Like, it's, yeah. it's not it's not a watch all the time movie. Every but few it's, years, it's fun. Yeah, that's about how I've been with it. This is one of yeah. the ones where it's like you almost forget what the movie is. You have to have that that much time go by. You're like, oh yeah, it's that like cabin body horror movie from the early two thousands. There was something about it. Sure, I'll watch it again. Then you're like, oh, okay. I got my copy from Goodwill, and now Brett, if you don't know what a Goodwill is, like I don't have a whole rack of VHS tapes from behind me, most of which are from Goodwill. The rack itself is from Goodwill. <laughs> Look at the t-shirt I'm wearing. There's no neck. There's no collar. This is a Walmart shirt that's broken. Do we, I don't even think Brett's in... Like, I'm going to assume that's just actually just like a backdrop. And as soon as we're done recording, Brett pulls it up and he's in his mansion. It's a studio. <laughs> it's like a photo studio background. <laughs> Unless you guys got anything else, man. No, nah, that's it. Good guys. Well, we hope that cabin fever has left your brain throbbing with horror. This brings to close another episode of throbbing with horror, but fret not friends. Another episode will be coming next week. Same time, same place. Be sure to check us out on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin wherever you find your quality social media.